Now, on the 22nd of June 2017, our next guest's life changed forever when his beloved son, Kevin, died from sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, or SADS, as it's more commonly known. He just turned 26 years old and was in the final stages of a PhD. And since then, James and his wife, Catherine, as well as Kevin's extended circle of friends, have been tirelessly campaigning to raise funds for family screening. And James Hayes joins us now to chat about Kevin and the incredible challenge that one of Kevin's best friends is taking on. Good morning, James. Good morning. How are you, lads? Thanks very much for having me on. It's lovely to have you on the show. Let's start by telling us about Kevin. What kind of person was he? Ah, oh, Jesus, he was a darling. I don't think I could do him justice now. I'm obviously going to be a bit biased as he's dead, but uh, on the day of his funeral, somebody described him to me as the full package. Wow. Highly, highly intelligent, uh, but, you know, fantastic personality, great communicator, genuinely interested in people. Um, you know, he just kind of put people at ease. He's somebody that could work the room quite easy. An accomplished rogue, I suppose. He, he was a bit of a charmer as well, so mm. it, all, it all went well. And, and you know. what was your relationship like with him? Were you close? Oh, very, very close. Were you pals? Oh, we were pals. Um, so, you know, any, any parent, any, any father would have been proud to have him, any, any, any mother. Like, this guy could talk about uh, women's problems with my mother <laughs> and with, uh, with my wife, you know, n- no problem. He could talk to me there about uh, a match. He could talk politics. Uh, he could give out about a referee, you know, with the best. But, you know, he was just, he was fabulous. So. And- The sad situation that you find yourself in, of course, is that Kevin's no longer with us. Can you tell us what you know about what happened to your son? Uh, Yeah, um, so um, on the Wednesday, the uh, 21st of June, 2017, I was having an ice cream with him outside the student shop in here on campus in the University of Limerick. And uh, on the Thursday, I was uh, helping to carry his uh, corpse down from his uh, accommodation on campus here. Um, to me, he was the picture of health. Uh, he was somebody that didn't drink a whole pile, didn't smoke. You know, he liked cooking. He, he ate healthily, all of that crack. But um, the postmortem attributed his death to SADS, sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. I'm not a medical professional, yeah. but um, that's a, a catch-all when I suppose they don't really know what happened and there's no physical manifestation or any, no physical clue. Uh, basically, the electric signals to your heart just stop and that's it, game over. Uh, I was speaking to uh, Dr. Joe Galvin, he's a cardiologist up there in the matter, and he told me that um, if you appeared onto him in the morning with chest pains and you suffered a heart attack, there's a 90% chance that you'll be fit and well in a year's time. Mm. If you uh, suffer cardiac arrest, uh, as in the case of SADS, there's a 90% chance that in 10 minutes you'll be dead. So Unbelievable. Uh, and is it something that you can test for? Can we find out in advance that we have a propensity for this condition or is it just going to surprise us all coming out of the blue? Well, I suppose the reason that it is surprising so many people and um, the ambulance service here, they they, uh, operate a register, I think it's called the out-of-hospital cardiac arrest register and last year alone, uh, 90 people, so 90 young people, 90 people under the age of 40 in Ireland passed away as a result of SADS. Now, 
there are a number, as I say, it, the problem is with the electrics to the heart. We normally have a, a, a normal rhythm to our heartbeat. Uh, and there are, like, the likes of an ECG that can actually test. Uh, people don't show or don't normally show outward symptoms. Uh, so you have somebody like our Kevin think they're fit, healthy, they're fine. They're not going to go for a test but if he had had an ECG, it may have shown, you know, that there was a problem to say, yeah, we need to look, uh, mm. delve a little deeper into this. And how so, have you been, James, since 2017, the passing of Kevin? Oh, ah, sure. I mean, it, it absolutely, it wipes you out. Um, everybody grieves differently, but... You know, as a parent, you know, you're empty. Your 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 life is just shattered. You're devastated. Uh, a part of me is gone. And uh, it's so, so difficult to even put into words or explain to what I call the non-bereaved, you know, as mm-hmm. to how we feel or whatever. Like, it's it can be a struggle. Uh, I'd be a very logical, very practical person, and to have all these emotions rattling around in your head and whatever, like, you know, you just don't know what you're doing. Mm. Uh, it can be difficult to put one foot in front of the other. And how's the rest of the family, James? I know his, his brothers, uh, David and Connor. David and Connor, mom. yeah, you know, I mean, they, they're they feeling it terribly as well. Uh, you know, it's very difficult for them to kind of move on, very difficult to put into words. Um When Kev arrived home to the house, that's when the party started. You know, he was the glue that kind of put the family together. He was the, as I say, he was the charmer. He was was the witty individual. I mean, he was some man to slag, but... (laughs) You know, he he was there, he was looking, he was slagging to get a giggle, you know, not to insult you. Yeah. I'd be on the receiving end and I'd probably be the person that would be laughing most at whatever it was that he had said. But, you know, so the loss is just, it's it's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's so hard to put into words. It's just devastation. Yeah. And one thing that comes out of things that are this challenging sometimes is the support of friends and family you have a friend called Matty Halpin who is doing something pretty incredible in terms of, you know, grueling. Our call here on the show has done a, a marathon, but this takes this stuff to a whole new level, uh, and it's for a good cause. What's happening with Matty Halpin? Yeah, so um, after when um, after Kevin's passing, uh, we were contacted by Heart House uh, up in Dublin, and we were uh, invited up there for a screening. So that's a free screening service. Uh, for uh, family members uh, that have been bereaved with SADS. Uh, And Matty is uh, doing something, as you say, quite mad in support of Heart House uh, in memory of Kevin. He had actually done his co-op down in Eli Lilly in Kinsale with, uh, with Kevin back in 2011. But he is undertaking the Marathon de Sab in the Sahara Desert, 250 kilometers in six days, Jesus. carrying everything on his back. With yeah. temperatures up to 50 degrees Celsius. 50 degrees, yes. Uh, so lunacy, but I mean, we're flabbergasted that he would take on such a task in Kevin's memory. Mm. Uh, you know, so it, it's it's wonderful. So uh, 
we'd love to see him completed. We'd love to see him do well. And we'd love to see Hart House do well out of it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, people can go to uh, GoFundMe and search for support of Hart House for SADS testing. And that'll bring you to Matty's Mad Challenge, as it's called. And then donate what you can there. Because uh, what the Hart House are doing, as you said, the testing for SADS is such an important part of what we need to do as a society to find the people who are at risk of this. Mm. Yeah, because people don't necessarily show outward symptoms and because they actually feel fine at the time, then, you know, they're just not going to go for testing. In uh, Italy, since the late 1970s, uh, it's mandatory there that everyone taking part in competitive sport has to undergo uh, screening, including an ECG. So they're actually finding people before you know, they get involved in, in sporting activities or whatever. Uh, I don't think it's done anywhere else in the world. Yeah, it should be. That's a really good point. And, of course, I remember it was the Tyrone footballer and an underage rugby star were the first people I ever heard this story about, and that must have been about 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, that was 2004. Within the space of uh, about four weeks, the two chaps passed away as a result of said. So that would have uh, raised the consciousness a small little bit. But uh, every week, uh, you know, potentially two families in Ireland are bereaved as a result of SADS. So it's a a common enough occurrence that maybe people aren't that aware of. Um, I did uh, speak to a lady here in West Limerick, Michelle Herbert. She was playing a camogie match and she actually suffered a cardiac arrest. Uh, luckily for her, they actually had uh, an AED on site and the lassie that was marking her was a trained nurse. So uh, wow. she uh, she yeah. actually brought her back. Wow. Uh, so I spoke to Michelle. I asked her because, I mean, we were concerned. I was just wondering, like, would Kevin have suffered? Would he have been anxious? Would he have been aware of even what was going on? And she told me that, no, she didn't know. She, I mean, she caused a huge commotion. Her parents were on the sideline and all, but... Uh, you know, she said she wasn't aware of anything. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, yeah. his passing was peaceful. Some comfort, at least. Yeah. Uh, James, I think everybody, having heard your story and Kevin's story, uh, whatever support they can give Matty for his mad challenge, Matty Halpin running the uh, Marathon de Sable in the Sahara Desert, go uh, visit GoFundMe, search for support of Hard House for SADS testing, and let's raise as much as we can and protect us all from this. Uh, James Hayes, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, lads. Thanks a lot. Take care.